Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners, um, Catherine and Alan, who come from around the world and have been listening to these podcasts now um, for in excess of 10 years on personal growth, wellness, mastery, spirituality. And I have two guests that are joining me. Alan, you're joining me from New Jersey. Is that correct? And Kat, you're joining us from uh, New York somewhere. Is that what I've got both of you? Yep. Okay. Super. Alan, is that right? Did I catch you in New Jersey today? Yes, I'm in New Jersey today. If you were, uh, if we were having this talk this time last week, I would have been in Cabo, Mexico. Ah, Cabo San Lucas. All right, well, very cool place. Good place to surf and catch some rays. I live in San Diego, so and all my my listeners know that. So we are speaking with the founders today of the Best Self Journal. Many of my listeners may already be using this journal, um, and many of you aren't. And that's why I wanted to expose uh, everybody to your journal and to you guys. And I'm going to let them know a little bit about the two of you. Uh, The Best Self Company was started as a project between Catherine and Alan, and it's actually Catherine Lavery, L-A-V-E-R-Y, and Alan Brower. Am I pronouncing that right, Alan? You're pronouncing it correct for me, uh, but Lavery is actually Lavery. Lavery. Sorry, Catherine. (laughs) No worries. It's Lavery. Um, And they were on a journey to create a life they love, both building their respective businesses and being able to quiet, uh, quit their day jobs. Uh, Despite working these long hours on their various projects, it felt like they were on a treadmill um, working every day but not getting anywhere, feeling busy but not productive. And too often they'd experience this sinking feeling of finishing the day and feeling unclear about their accomplishments um, and if they were really moving the needle forward. And boy, oh boy, do you guys resonate with not only the Gen Zs and the Millennials and the Baby Boomers. I think it's an incessant challenge that people have today. And I really want to thank both of you for creating a journal that's goal is to try and help people feel like, you know, they're making some wins. So my first question for both of you, and you can answer it individually if you would, is you tell our listeners about the motivation and the inspiration that you had to create this partnership. And Catherine, I understand you come from the design side. And um, Alan, you're the proverbial entrepreneur from what I've seen on the on the uh, the website of you, but you guys to develop this uh, best self journal. Um, you guys read all kinds of masters. You went out and read all kinds of self help books. I mean, I have thousands of them. You pulled all this data together. You did your research, and really, what what compelled both of you guys to do that? I mean, I think for both of us, we tried a lot of. We read a lot of books. We also implemented a lot of what we learned and see, you know, we saw what worked, we saw what didn't. And it was only when we started, you know, looking at how we could grow personally and looking into investing in ourselves that things started to change for us professionally. So we saw that we were getting like a return on the investment we were putting in. So we figured we wanted to make a tool for a lot of people to be able to do the same thing, but without having to spend, you know, years reading all the same books and testing what worked for them and what didn't. Um, So that's kind of where it started was 
we wanted it to exist and then it became something that we thought might be helpful for a lot of other people as well and and alan yeah we so Catherine and i started um so Catherine had her her business mm-hmm. uh and i had my business and we actually teamed up on a um a joint venture together so we had three businesses between the two of us and we were trying to figure out how can we get as much done in one day and get as far along in each respective business as quickly as possible because it was just the two of us sailing both ships mm-hmm. um, at, at that time. Three ships. Three ships. Three, well, th- three ships. We were straddling ships. <laughs> <laughs> and were those three ships your two respective businesses and then the best self-journal? Was that what it was? So No, uh, it wasn't. So. This okay, was ahead. a separate business that we started. Um, it was another e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, we in 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 both all three of these ventures, we're like, oh, we, we need some we need to really step our, our step our game up and how can we improve ourselves in order to uh, take our businesses to the next level. Mm-hmm. And and then that goes into Catherine's uh, explanation of us reading books, attending seminars, getting mentors, uh, figuring out what worked by actually doing it, uh, figuring out what didn't work by actually doing it, and then cutting the fat, really. So what, for both of you, and you both can answer this if you want, if there, was a, if there were three common denominators that you guys pulled from reading all these books and attending all these um, workshops and things you did, and by the way, I'm just a tad bit older than both of you and have been to hundreds and hundreds of workshops and probably have over a thousand self-help books that have been sent to me by authors. What, what did you guys, would you say were the three common denominators you learned from all these gurus that you incorporated into the uh, Best Self Journal? I think a big one is um, having a, a, like a short-term goal in mind. So a lot of times where I would struggle before was you have these New Year's resolutions where you have a year, you're like, okay, I want to achieve this in a year, but... You know, you kind of either forgot about it in a few weeks or you're not sure how to break it down into bite-sized pieces. So you just get overwhelmed and then nothing happens. And so it was only when I learned about setting these short-term, you know, three-month goals and actually breaking it down into a system that I'm like, okay, I can do that today. And and it, it, it not only gives you momentum, so every time you do that, every day you do that small thing, you're sort of, it's kind of like a domino where you're slowly building up to this big goal. And I... Before I knew that, it would just seem overwhelming and I, and I wasn't able to really grasp it and get to where I wanted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Alan, was there anything in particular that you pulled and gleaned from the masters that you guys were reading and studying? Yeah, that would be... Um, I'm, I'm very picky with my time now. Uh, I realize that I squandered a lot of time in my earlier, younger years um, so now I try to maximize my day. So Catherine would, as she just said, uh, setting shorter term goals, not these year long resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now filling that gap with these shorter term goals. Okay. Now 
if you break that down even further, it's the day. What are you trying to accomplish today? Mm-hmm. How much can you actually get done in in the day? And one thing that I found that works for me and and, and works for Catherine and, and works for a lot of people who are using the self journal is uh, being very diligent and accountable with your time. So mm-hmm. when you map out your day, you can see where all the gaps are. And you don't realize that if you don't do it. So if you're very strict with your time, as far as, okay, I need to drive from here to here, it's going to take me you know, 15 or 20 minutes or maybe an hour to get to that location. And then I'm going to have this hour long meeting. And then two hours after that meeting, I have this time. It's like, oh, wait, what, am, what can I do in that two hours uh, that I normally would just fill with fluff or filler? What, how can I make that the most productive possible? So it's really having zero white space throughout the day. Interesting, because I think both of us, over the course of time, I've read it a lot on goal setting. But Dr. Edwin Locke, who you guys actually studied as well, um, was the one that really came to mind for me around those proximal goals, you know, those shorter-term goals that Catherine's talking about. Now, your journal has some really unique and specific designs that make it really popular, which is why you guys have sold thousands of these. Um, can you explain to the listeners that are out there right now what makes this best self-journal functional and personal, as you say, at your website? I mean, those are really strong statements. Um, there's thousands of journals that people can choose from that are out there. And why do you guys believe that this one is better than the others? So the way uh, we designed it was... We had looked at other journals before and something that, you know, sometimes with personal development or personal growth or having like a journal, it's, it's yours and you don't need like a label on the front of it being like, oh, you know, best self journal because that's us putting our branding on, on your product that's supposed to be for you and for you to use. And so that was something that we actually had some marketing people say to us, no, you really need to put your logo on there on the front. We're like, as a marketing perspective, maybe, but as a someone that wants to use the journal and sort of carry it and have it look like just a nice notebook uh, was important to us because we wanted people to use it. We wanted people to carry it around and we also wanted people to be able to customize it however they liked. And so the way it's packaged, it comes in a nice box so that, you know, you get the experience when you open it and the actual journal itself. We have a lot of people that customize the front and do their own thing and then a lot of people will you know leave it blank but people appreciate that we haven't sort of tried to own it we just give them the tool and they're able to you know make the most out of it and we you know use very high quality material so it feels very good um and so we, we didn't skimp on that we just wanted people to make it you know make it theirs mm-hmm and I think that's important. Uh, d- depends on the demographics that you're approaching, but I think that the branding is, is done very well. I think you guys did an excellent job. Or I should say lack thereof on branding on the actual journal itself, not on the box, but on the journal. Alan, any comment you have about the, the uniqueness of this journal and the functionality? So one thing that – one reason why we started – this uh, this this project. It started as a, a passion project. Really, it was like, how can we create this product for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Because we can't find anything on the market that that really suits our needs. We were actually taking blank 
moleskins and making a an ad hoc structure that, that sort of worked for us um, when we first started. But one thing that really got... Uh, I would say annoying was the fact that a lot of journals come dated and we're human beings. We don't, sometimes we want to take a day off. I was just on vacation with my wife and I wanted to disconnect and not do anything because I've been working my tail off for the past three months, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe five months now. Um, Two years, Alan. (laughs) <laughs> well, she's going to tell you well, it's longer. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just saying since I had, I've come up for for air. Yeah, um, no, I'm kidding. But if I took that week off in the in my day planner, which I've used dozens, was dated. Now I have a whole week of blank space, and I feel guilty that you know I I didn't uh, that I'm wasting this entire journal. So. One thing that we did is we created it, it completely undated because we realized life happens, things get in the way, but we don't want to make you feel guilty of, of not doing it. So just pick up right where you left off. And yeah. Catherine, Catherine um, she custom ordered or did something with, uh, with another journal uh, long before, this, uh, before the self-journal came about. And when she ordered it, uh, it was about two months before the new year, but she didn't get it three months until March. So now she has starter. So now she has three months of, of blank pages. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you guys have done really something quite interesting that, that I'd point out to my listeners, you know, your journal allows for 13 weeks of recording these, what I'm going to call proximal goals, right? Shorter term goals. And what you're trying to get people to do. And I, I would assume this was your strategy, is to kind of set shorter-term proximal goals headed toward this larger goal that they have. And it, was that your strategy behind these 13 weeks? Because it's obvious if someone buys your journal, this isn't a year-long journal. If they record it every day, they're going to have to actually buy four of these journals if they're going to go through the whole year. Would that be correct? Yeah, and okay. we did that because we wanted um, them to set shorter-term goals and you know, with the framework that we sort of have in place per day, it just, it made sense to sort of do it that way because it would just, it would be too large to carry around and sort of, it would, we've had people say, oh, could we do it for a year? But, you know, that would be much too big and it would actually get in the way of what the, the journal needs to be used for. Mm-hmm. Alan, was that kind of your thought going into this to keep these short-term proximal goals and, you know, uh, in the journal for the 13-week period? Yeah, absolutely. And in the beginning, in the front portion of the journal, we have uh, some fundamental uh, teachings. And one of those is how to set a three-month, as you call it, a proximal goal Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, 13 weeks out. Mm -hmm. And then we teach you how to break that goal down so you know what you have to do each and every day to get there. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Uh, I really do because many of the journals, as Catherine found out, you know, you get them, doesn't matter who it is, and I'm not going to point names to anybody because there's been some very successful companies making journals for years and years and years that are still being used. But, you know, and they have their own benefits as well. But you guys certainly have come up with a unique design and a new, unique way to do it. Um, 
you know, you found both of you that putting paper to pen or pencil to paper was more important than electronic, uh, always wired world that most of us are in, uh, as is it's very effective in doing goal planning. What is it about this tactical element of our writing our goals in your estimation that makes goals more achievable? So I know that I've read that there's, um, you know, scientific research that proves that just writing something down, you're using, you know, all of your senses when you're writing, you're, you're looking at it, you're thinking about it, you're, you know, physically moving your hand. And so there's a, a connection to your, that your brain makes as you write a goal down that means a lot more than if you type something into a computer screen or you put something into an app, uh, you know, even when you're writing a to-do list or a task list, just this feeling of, I don't think there's any app or anything that can sort of have that same feeling as when you can cross-site something that you've done. So just the act of, you know, physically writing something done, I still don't think can be replaced by, um, you know, apps or online stuff. It's sort of a supplementary thing I've used in the past, but when I want to really, you know, think about what I'm doing and, not be distracted by stuff on the screen. That's when I when I use the journal. Yeah, and I would say that's true. And Alan, do you find that writing the goals down, and specifically after you guys did the research, you found that well, most people will write in a journal, although there are a lot of apps now that are out there for both iOS and Android that are journal apps, but they're not the journal like the journal you guys have created. So do you find that is uh, working for you guys as far as your wins? Uh, my life has transformed, I, I, and I could say, if I were to do only one thing, it would be to write down my goals. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Super. Now, but then you start noticing things in your life that you would never have sort of connected to your goal before. Um, it's that you know reticular activating system that they talk about, where. The big example is always, you know, when you buy a new car and then you see the car everywhere and right. you think, oh, my, this car is popular all, all of a sudden. But it's really just that your brain is noticing it because it's now something connected to you and, you know, your life. And so if you write your goal down every day, your brain will automatically start to recognize things that you might have missed before that are connected to your goal and um, help you get there. Yeah, you know, before I met you guys, and it is mentioned in my book, I I talk about having meaningful, mandatory, and mundane goals. And I actually was breaking mine down into three sections. And I found that if you started working on the meaningful goals, the ones that had the most meaning for you, um, that your day was much more bright and happy and uh, resulted in you giving a lot more gratitude. And I'm going to take that to this next question. You have a section in the journal about giving gratitude for what we have. In your research, and this is, there's been thousands and thousands of books written on, on gratitude, found that the process resulted in tremendous internal fulfillment. Can you guys both speak about to the listeners about the benefits of uh, having a part in your journal because you have a specific section for giving gratitude every morning and every evening. Well, <laughs> gratitude is, is is funny because if you experience gratitude and if you acknowledge gratitude, you'll find other things in your life 
to be grateful for. Um, and you'll start achieving other things in your life to be grateful for. Back to the reticular activating system, uh, when you when you appreciate uh, your goals and when you appreciate the things that you're trying you're striving for, uh, you can start appreciating the small things in life, which just transform the way that you operate on a day to day basis. If if you start the day or end the day in a negative mindset, it, you're not going to have the same push or the same drive that you're you're going to have when you start or finish your day in a positive state. Mm-hmm. So gratitude in the morning and the evening is what you actually have built into the journal. Catherine, yes. for you, how has gratitude shifted um, your life when you found this particular technique and opportunity to write about it every day in the journal? For me, it's been... Um it's been good because a lot of times we don't recognize the small things that we're grateful for because we don't, we just sort of take them for granted. I don't remember the quote, but I remember someone that's very successful was saying, you know, if you're not grateful for the stuff that you have now, then you'll never be grateful for, for everything else that you get. So you're just kind of going to take things for granted. And I think once you actually step back and, you know, remember what you need to be grateful for and just, it doesn't have to be, something big every day it could be it's actually i find useful to you could do something big like you know your husband or your wife but you can also do something like i am grateful for being able to drink this cup of coffee this morning and i kind of like to do both of those things and i know alan and i've talked about you know grateful for you know one thing and three reasons why you were grateful and that just again it's just sort of the positive spin so like Maybe one day I'm like, okay, I'm grateful for Alan and here's three reasons why. And then when we get on a morning call, I'm going to be in a much better and more positive mood towards Alan because I've written down three reasons that I'm grateful for him. And that's going to be better for our working relationship and then also for our business. Well, I can tell both of you that to my listeners and everybody who's using your journal who's listening, um, they definitely should be grateful to the two of you for having spent the time researching all this and coming together with a, a great journal. Now, you've created an idea generator in the journal as well, and I'm big on this. I, this is uh, something that I totally am an advocate of. And also, kind of like a little section where people could mind map, right? Or they could they could do um, their drawings. And you've got some pages in there, and space for the journalists to record their great ideas. To you guys, what's the importance of having this incorporated into the journal and why did you believe that it was an important element? I know you didn't leave a lot of pages in the journal for it, but you do have it. I wanted Sometimes. to flex. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. After you. Uh, for me, you know, I enjoy the journal framework, but sometimes I just want to, you know, a lot of times I want to sketch something out. I don't want to go and find a sketchbook if I have the self journal with me. Um, or I want to do a mind map, or I just kind of want to empty, you know, just like do a brain dump and empty everything I'm thinking onto a blank page and organize it in the journal from from there. So that's actually what I tend to use those pages for a lot is I just kind of, on a Sunday, I'll write on everything that I have 
get done that week and then I'll actually schedule it into the journal on, on exactly what I need to get done. But just having that free space that's still free enough that I don't have to sort of work around the structure that we've set up has worked well for me. Yeah. And Alan, for and, you? And, you know, it's funny. Um, someone asked me, Alan, what do you use the, the back portion of the, the journal for or the free uh, the free space for? And I go, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head. So I actually flipped to the back of mine and I go, oh, this is what I use it for. I create lists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I create lists for everything. So, so uh, one example is uh, I was having a family barbecue at my house, but I needed a head count of how many people. So I'm, I'm literally writing the, uh, the people that are coming Then I'm trying to figure out, all right, how many hot dogs are they going to have? Okay. I need this many hot dogs and that many. <laughs> I create lists. That's what I do. <laughs> well, Hey, look, you do whatever works for you. And I think that's, what's great about this journal is it's really designed to kind of fit the, like you guys said, the, the, the style that people have. Yes, you've got a structure to this, and yes, the structure is important, but it also has got this free form about it, and um, I love that about it. Now, you, rec- you actually put in the journal this place to record wins for the day, and again, I'm another big advocate of this psychology. You have both found out that being able to record and reinforce wins uh, that it inspires us to keep moving forward, very similar to the 13 weeks on the proximal goal. Um, what is it about uh, having these short-term wins every day that we're reminding ourselves we have that you believe help keep people moving forward toward that larger goal? So for me, something that I used to do um, pretty pretty frequently was I used to write these epic to-do lists every day mm-hmm. and even if if I somehow had a time machine I might be able to do it but even then I'd be, I'd be pushing it so <laughs> yeah. I would pretty much finish the day and always feel terrible because even though I'd worked all day I, I still looked at this list of stuff that I hadn't got done and so I pretty had stopped doing that and the wins came from okay Rather than looking at the negative again, looking at the negative side of what I didn't get done, let me write down the things that I did get done or the things that did go well. And just that, you know, flipping that on its head and not looking at the negative side, looking, oh, I actually got this this and this done. I finished the day feeling positive. I actually sometimes will look at that and be like, oh, you know, I actually got a lot done and I will work more or I'll feel, you know, more accomplished or whatever whatever happens on the, that day but it's so much better feeling than before when I would just look at this endless list and you know that was day after day after day I would do that and if anything it would just demotivate me to to wake up in the morning but if I know okay I actually got this this and this accomplished yesterday I have these three you know two or three more things done and then that project's done and I'm actually much more excited to get out of bed in the morning so that that's kind of where it started from. Yeah, it, it it really is good to have the short wins uh, measured all the time. And Alan, for you, what does the best self journal do to support my listeners and the people out there that are listening to this and the people that buy your journal to set goals that are in alignment with their highest values? I think when we talked about you know these endless lists we create and all this stuff that we do, um, when there's a disassociation between our values and the goals we're setting, 
we hardly ever reach those goals. But when the goals are in alignment with our values, we almost always reach those goals. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. Um, and we're actually proponents of sometimes changing your goals. Sometimes life changes, you change uh, as you're working towards goals. And sometimes the goals that you were striving for maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, maybe six years ago, don't align with with you anymore. And we we give you the flexibility and give you the permission to actually change goals or actually kill them altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of times when people set goals, um, they don't know why they set them. They just sort of, right. you know, it's like a revenue goal. But I think when you actually, in, in the front of the journal, we have a commit, like, what's your goal? And then commit to your goal. When we, we, we say commit to your goal, it's like, what will this goal do for your life? You know, how will this improve it? And actually make people think about what it is they're going to commit to before they commit to it. Because a lot of times like, oh, I'm going to commit to this goal, but there's no sort of, um, you know, probe into why you're doing it or what's the reasoning behind it. And so you get on this path that you're not actually truly aligned with. So we try to see, okay, what what difference is this goal going to make to your life? And, and then it's so. For one thing, so that people know that they're on the right track, but for another, for another thing, so that they um, can really get excited about what the difference is if they reach it, and then you know set a reward for themselves of what they're going to do, you know what they're going to reward themselves with when they reach it, whether it's you know something that they've been waiting to buy or an experience that they wanted to have or just going out for dinner or something, but just giving them sort of a something to look forward to, and a lot of times we don't remember to celebrate when we when we reach you know a goal because we're already thinking about the next goal and so I think that that was part of it yeah and I just think that's part of our human nature and build up the way the synapses fire in the brain if you I'm sure you guys have studied a lot of the neuropsychology and what really goes on and um, you know we're just kind of wired hardwired to be next right what's next yeah and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately it is this distracted mind I recently did an interview and, you know, I think what your journal does more than anything kind of synopsizing is it helps people to actually get a lot more focused. And I think one of the challenges we have today is we're so distracted and it just isn't technology. It's really just everything in the world and access to all this stuff um, that creates this, uh, this distraction. And I think this journal, more than any that I've ever seen, helps people focus and for that... Um, I give you guys kudos because it really is about focusing on what's most important. It's not just about focusing. It's focusing and aligning in on what's more important to me and why is it that I want this versus just that. Would you guys agree? I, I certainly see that in using the journal. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So um, I... I really appreciate both of you for taking this time to be on Inside Personal Growth. And, and I want to tell my listeners, if you want to learn more about the journal, um, you can find it at bestself.co. Is that correct? Is that the, uh, the link for you guys? Yep. Okay. That's um, also, you have a private Facebook page. Once these people uh, do the journal, they answer a questionnaire, which I found was kind of unique. 
and then the questionnaire takes them to this space. Is that the community space that you've got built so people can share what's going on inside of Facebook? Yeah. So that's a community of people that use the self-journal. So it's been actually really awesome because um, people will share what goal they're working on. And so if, you know, a few people have the same, you know, weight loss goal, for example, then they can kind of say what's worked for them or they can share a productivity thing they've learned or how their routine's going. And uh, it's just been a very helpful community because everyone's very positive and, and open for helping each other. Great. And you guys have other aids as well, like some wall charts I noticed and things that people can get. But they can get all of this at bestself.co. The journal sells for thirty-one ninety-nine U.S., I guess, plus shipping and so on, correct? Um, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Super. And we are going to have links to your Facebook page. We'll have links to the Twitter page as well. Um, is there anywhere else that you want people to go to learn about the journal other than the bestself.co? That's the best place. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate having you both on. You guys are great. Um, you know, it, the journal is wonderful. I'm going to advocate this to all of my listeners out there. If you haven't checked this out yet, um, go on Amazon. You can check it out there as well. It's up at Amazon bestself.co or you can go directly to their website at uh, bestself.co and get at least your first journal and just try it for three months, 13 weeks. Um, I'd encourage you all to do that. Thank you guys for both being on Inside Personal Growth and spending a little bit of time with my listeners uh, talking to them about a wonderful journal, uh, your best self journal. Thank thank you you so much. 